Welcome to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm Venture. This is Hannah. We've got a great episode for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. Hi, everybody. My name is Jesse Rodriguez, and I am born and raised Southern California, LA. I actually did grow up uh, in Long Beach a little bit. Mm. That's awesome. This, this is home. Bouncing yeah. around SoCal. We love it. We're really excited that you're here, man. Thanks, like, man. I've Super been waiting excited. a little bit. I actually came across your page when we were in Sweden. So oh, it was wow. just one of those things where I was like, oh, I wonder if we can have this guy on and reached out and you hit us back. And I love it when things work out. Yeah. Right? The so, story sounds so much cooler now that you throw the name Sweden out there. It's like, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. obviously where Hannah's from. Yeah. Like, cool. We're spending time and hopefully we'll spend a lot more time out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously when I'm in Sweden you know you go on vacation and you're like oh yeah but you're excited to get back home mm-hmm. your page reminds me of home oh, cool. so mm-hmm. that's where it was even extra a little bit like why do we leave you know what yeah. I mean? a little bit you get that vibe of like yeah it's cold here it's raining it's come back home I know. yeah yeah I'm so, so glad that that's an honor yeah, yeah. well hey man I kind of just like I said, I don't have anything scripted. I don't have anything crazy. I just have curiosity as yeah. far as like what your process is, kind of where your background even is in photography, mm-hmm. in videography, whatever it is that like you're getting into. Where did you start? Yeah. So I grew up always feeling creative. Uh, my dad is a musician and also was a, a finance guy as well. And so it was like he was double dipping in both worlds. And mm-hmm. uh, I always looked up to that in him. And so I uh, started dabbling in music and at a young age started playing drums, guitar, um, graduated high school early so that I could go on tour and just start doing all this wow. fun stuff. That's a flex. It was cool. Yeah, right? back, back then it was not cool to be a musician though. Mm. Everyone was out skateboarding and wanting to play football. Right. And I was the kid in my garage just playing music, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, so that was a little bit of my background as a young guy, um, and did that for years and years. And I still do some of that. Um, and yet, you know, we hit around, was it 2020 with COVID and the pandemic and that world just completely shut down. Mm. It was just gone forever. Mm. And so you're sitting there with all this creativity, right? And you're like, I literally can't use it other than just sitting here at home. And so the only thing that we could really do at the time, uh, was just go outside, go to the beach. Right. And so I was out hiking and at the beach all the time. I got married right around that time during COVID. And so my wife and I would just take a, a day trip and go out to the poppy fields or go explore downtown LA. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, um, my parents had this really, really old Canon rebel. It was a TL one. It's, it's a garbage piece of camera. Right. <laughs> and, um, and they still have it. And so I was like, Hey, you mind if I take that out? Right. I was taking photos with my phone and, and, uh, whatever. They were like, sure, go ahead, take it. So I took it out and uh, we would just start kind of documenting what we were doing. And I was having fun just nerding out over this thing because it felt like something that I could throw my time into, right? Mm -hmm. I could be creative in a completely different avenue. And uh, I had all these shots that I was kind of proud of. Looking back, I'm like, oh my goodness, what what was I thinking? Um, But I have all these shots that I was proud of. And I was like, you know what? Like Everybody starts an Instagram these days, right? And does something cool and shows their work. So let me me try that. and I'd always enjoyed social media. I was never any good at it. Um, <laughs> anything that I'd posted before, again, I looked back and I was like, oh, what was I thinking, <laughs> right? It's just the approach was so different. Um, but started sharing some of that work and uh, started to kind of get a little bit of traction. It was like, okay, you get your first hundred followers and you're like, whoa, right. like these aren't, <laughs> yeah. these aren't friends and family. Like these are new people. Right. Oh man, this is cool. And um, 
just kept going. Then you get asked to shoot your first thing and they ask how much you charge and you're absolutely terrified. They're like, how do you come up with an, like, what do you, how do you find that number? Like, do you Google? Like, uh -huh. what should I charge? <laughs> like, what do you do? That's exactly what I did. I was yeah. like, LA photographer rates. Right. No, no, no. Pause for a second. You go high as fuck. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's it right there. See, right? that's what I learned now. Yeah. Oh, I remember one of the first things I shot. I was like, is a hundred dollars too much? Mm. And I was just so nervous because now I was getting paid for something and I felt like I wanted to do a really good job. And, um, and so that continues to happen, did graduation shoots, did weddings, did automotive, and started to do all these things. And um, it was all with this really, really piece of crap camera, uh, which was so funny. And I hit my first 10K followers, and I was like, oh my gosh, I've made it. Like, you know, this right. is insane. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, started to upgrade equipment, and kind of the story just goes on from there. Wow. It's been a huge, I, I really do believe, like a blessing, because... I don't feel like any of what I did was uh, worth kind of where I am now. And yet it's been so much fun. Like I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, and a learning process for sure. Like mm. you were saying, pricing and negotiating right. and how to be a people person and communicate. You have to learn how to be your own accountant and CPA and all these different things. Um, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I love that. You gave us three tangents to go off yeah. of right there with the digital <laughs> creating with all that stuff we'll get to all of it yeah. obviously but i want to hear more about just kind of i guess just I, I mean we don't have to go too deep into it right now but that first kind of hundred is hundred dollars too much mm -hmm. that's not just in photography that's not just in like creation that's knowing your worth right yep. that's kind of understanding how much value you do provide right mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a positive or a negative thing. I've always known my value. Mm. I've always been a confident guy to be mm -hmm. like, mm, let's squeeze a little more juice yeah. out of it if we can. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, it's good stuff. Like, let's try to do it. Yeah. Tell me about kind of your mindset with I that. I think I, um, with the whole like trying to find a rate, like what should I tell these people? Like this, how much you're going to pay me? Because there are so many other people out there mm -hmm. that might charge $300 or $50 or like, yeah. so you kind of want to know like, well, what's the range at least mm -hmm. of like, here's what I can. And here's like something like $3,000 might be a crazy number or that's a very reasonable number. Sure. Like you kind of want to know that range. So I think that is why it's very like hard to like in the beginning, like when you have never done it before, you're like, yeah. well, I don't even know where to start. Like what is a starting number? You know what I mean? You don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I think for me, it was a couple things. It was understanding my worth and also understanding what I was able to create and what did I feel like that was worth. Mm. It didn't matter what other people were charging to me. It was like, okay, I feel like my work is worth a hundred bucks. Yeah. And nobody has to tell me what they think it's right. worth because in all fairness, I, like I wanted to be fair, right? I wanted to be fair and on, uh, honest and genuine. And that stuff always comes back to you, right? If I'm going to get this sucker for, you know, 500 bucks, mm. like, will I be able to sleep at night, right? Yeah. And over the years that has changed to where now, you know, like I look at my rates and they're not necessarily cheap. Yeah. Um, and yet I'm so proud of what I create and people that want that will pay for it. Right. And I give them 110%, right? Yeah. Like I'm going to go above and beyond. But it is especially in this community, but like you said, even outside of photography and videography or whatever it is, it's nerve wracking to know how much should I charge? Like, mm. am I worth that much? You start to build in insecurities in yourself. Right. And I had thankfully over the years, just a group of people that were other creatives that had been there and done that and were kind enough to kind of like, Hey, if you want a mentor, like, come on and, and I'll teach you. And you're listening to some of the things that they're saying and you're like, I just don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm that confident. Um, and you try it that first time, right? Okay, my day rate is $1,500. 
and you're just like sweating bullets, right? As mm. you're typing the email and then you get, yeah. <laughs> it's an email. You're not even face to face. It's so yeah. true. I love yeah. that. I yeah, love it's that. It's so true. And, and you're like, okay, I hit send. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. It's there. It's out there. And you get it back and they say, okay, great. Let's do it. Mm. Let us know what you need from us. And it's like your life has just changed, right? right? And so in every season, there have been so many of those moments. Um, and thankfully, I, I did have people around me. And I try to do that for other people. It's a, it's a thing that I do on social media where I'll I allow people to ask me questions and I always respond to as many DMs as I get and I, I try to respond to all of them. And a lot of them are about this because people are kind of dealing with it every day. Mm. Yeah. And it's funny, I see that a lot in the artistic community. Yeah. I think that's the thing where I want to hit on is like, personally, I don't care if it's tattoos, I don't care if it's you know pictures, yeah. if it's paintings, double whatever it is mm. double i don't care oh it's 600 okay 1200 why <laughs> i don't want i don't give a fuck what this is i care about you yeah. so like that's what i want right if i'm getting a leg sleeve done i don't care about the lion that's on my leg or something i care about the time and the precision that you mm. put into mm. that that's what i appreciate right so paying an artist i'm not an artist you know i'm artistic in some ways i think orally i'm talented <laughs> but when i do see that i go that's rare mm. artists need to understand that art is what moves culture just plain and simple a thousand years from now nobody's going to care what numbers i typed into the computer or how fucking good i was <laughs> at <laughs> retirement planning and this and that they're gonna care about look at this photo of yeah. the sunset right mm. look at what this guy oh jesse who's this guy sir jesse <laughs> rodriguez you know what i mean like yeah, i like the way that sounds exactly <laughs> right like a thousand years from now that so but that's what moves culture mm. right the music that we do art is the number one thing at the top of everything however in schools we don't necessarily put that like I was the strong jock, right? Yeah. Like I was the guy that was that, that. But at the end of the day, the kid that was drawn in that notepad was mm -hmm. doing shit that I was like, I don't even know where I would start right. with, mm -hmm. you know, this picture of LeBron James that looks just like him or this <laughs> yeah. and that. So that's where I would love to shift the conversation. Like within society is art is the, the motherfucker. Like mm -hmm. that's where you start. Yeah. Everything else trickles down from that, right? Yeah. So that's awesome, dude. My story about that is like knowing your worth it came from dog walking. Did I ever tell you this? Mm -mm. Like, obviously, you were around from... We met in high school. Oh, so cool. I was the... At, at my peak of my powers before COVID, that's how I paid for college. A lot of it was a dog walking, dog training, oh, no just wow. celebrities in the area, high value people yeah. from Manhattan Beach all the way down to Palos Verdes. Like, oh, cool. that was on lock, right? And it got to the point where I was making $80 an hour. You know what I mean? Just yep. walking dogs, do, just fucking little walking little poodles mm -hmm. and shih tzus and things <laughs> like that. Yeah. But it just early on, I was like, oh, well, the rate for a dog walker is $20 an hour or something mm -hmm. like that. But I mean, when you go out in the rain, when you come within 15 minutes and there's a place that it's 25 minutes away and I say I'm going to get there in 15 minutes and somehow make it happen, right? <laughs> like that's, you're the best at what you do. So even as like a young high schooler, like I was the best at what I did. So yeah. therefore fucking pay me more. Like what are yeah. we doing? So yeah. that's what I like to push to artists. It's a beautiful I love thing. That. Yeah. I think, um, if you can be confident in your craft, which most, most artists at their core really are, even if they play shy and mm. kind of like fake this humility, they're doing it because they know that they're good at it. Um, it's just kind of finding that and pulling that out of them. And I don't feel like much of our culture is kind of wanting to do that these days. And so that leads to some of that self-doubt. But when you are able to say, well, you know what? Like I own the South Bay area for dog walking, right? Nobody's going to do it better than me. Nobody's going to be able to give you what I give mm -hmm. and provide. I'm so niche down that I am the best. 
people kind of pick up on that confidence and they go, okay, like, yeah, you're right. worth it. And Definitely. you realize, oh, this works. Okay, well, let me just keep it going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's yeah. really awesome. Did you ever deal with um, self-doubt in the beginning? Yeah, I think it, it was um, maybe not a super exaggerated form of it. I do think it was like, I was very critical of my work. I've mm. always been. And I think that's a good thing and it can be a bad thing if you take it too far either way. Um, but I wanted to make sure that my work was worth what I thought it was mm. worth, just like I said. So yeah, it was like, okay, you know, somebody's telling me, dude, you could charge so much more for that. And I would always think a couple things. Well, I'm actually happy with what I'm charging. Right. I'm not going to be at this job or doing this work and be disgruntled, right? Like, oh, I can't believe I'm here doing it for this rate. I could mm. be making so much more. So that was a win for me. And the second one was, if I'm looking at this work, I believe that that work should be, you know, that much. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and over time, again, that number started to creep up. And there are times these days where someone will ask me to shoot something or do something. And I go, you know what? Okay, great. And I will charge probably a little bit less than the next guy. But because I know that, you know what, that might not be my strongest, like, attribute or, you know, uh, talent. Um, but I want to work at it and I want to get better. And mm -hmm. so here's what we'll do, you know. Um, and then there are those things where it's like, man, like, this is my spot. This is, this is what I do. Like, I love this, right? Anything LA photo, like any celebrity automotive, like, Oh, I can do that with my eyes closed. And so that confidence kind of kicks in, mm. kicks in while still remaining humble. And like, whatever that client is, like, they're going to be my best friend and right. I'm going to give them my all, you know, and, and we're going to be working closely together and create something absolutely beautiful. I like that. When you talk about how like cringy your old stuff is, <laughs> what are you seeing that like, what is your IC to where, you know what I mean? Compared yeah. to now, like where, what, what growth are you looking at when you're looking at it? Like, oh yeah, the lighting or what is it? The angles or? Yeah. I think some of it was a technical, uh, like view was like, wow, I shot this completely wrong. And somehow mm -hmm. it still turned out okay, which is kind of a fun conversation to think about as well. Right? Like there's a million ways to get to the end product, but man, I like struggled so much to get mm -hmm. there. Right. Um, and then some of it was just style, right? It was the coloring of it. It was the composition, the way I framed it up. It was like, man, this could have been so much better. And so what I did over the years, and I, and I think it's the natural progression of a lot of photographers is they will just go back and try to recreate what they did and do it better. Mm. Right. Oh, that's cool. So you save a photo that you had, you know, you took two years ago and you're going through your hard drive and you look at it and you go, man, that old edit could be so much better. And nobody ever sees it possibly, but I'm going to go back and just like hit it again right. and, and hit it again. And every couple of years I'm going to check in. Um, and I think that's part of the joy is like, we never reach perfection mm -hmm. and I don't think I ever would want to because then I'd get bored and I'd have to pick up something else. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> that's it's kind it. of fun though. Seeing like, um, with my like old YouTube videos and stuff, I still do YouTube, but when I first started, super stiff super like weird like you sound weird you're talking very weird you're looking like everything is very weird yeah. but seeing the progress that i've made now because now i might still feel like oh, i'm not talking you know how i want to talk or whatever but then if i look back at like where i started and what it was like i'm like oh no it's been mm. i've made crazy progress from yeah. where i started but no i get the whole thing it's very cringy looking back at like old <laughs> stuff you're like oh no i should delete delete it but some of my captions even like what i would put <laughs> like just some of the things that i'd put i'd be yeah it was so, uh, cringy is the greatest way to describe yeah. it it was like if you agree leave six fire emojis and all these dumb <laughs> things I'm like oh what was what was i thinking your next post should that should be the caption i'm gonna do it just for you yeah, yeah. i like that as we start to talk more about digital creation I want to hear your process that no, the average person never thinks about. We've been big on that for kind of this month as far as like 
when you're really good at what you do, it becomes the easiest thing for the consumer to consume mm -hmm. that, that you'll, you often never get credit for, Hey, I spent six hours editing that sure. thing. Right. Or my God, do you know, like the cops try to chase me away from that <laughs> private property, like where I got that shoe, they just go, wait, I've taken a picture before. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. This dude, wait, why is it $1,500 for, can I do that? And then it's like, well, be my guest. Try yeah. to go ahead, yeah. amass a following that big with what you have. Go ahead. Like be, do it tomorrow. Let me see you <laughs> do it to where that's where it is. Just with the podcast, right? People don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Let's say we have seven guests on a week. Well, somebody's got to edit all that. Right. Yeah. Somebody has to write the thing up. Someone has to do the cover art, blah, 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 which I love doing it. It's cool, but I'm not expecting someone to go like venture. Yo, that edit that you fucking did, man. <laughs> like the way that you clipped that out and put the intro song with it. Seamless, my guy. Yeah. Seamless. Like, so tell me about post-production. Cause I think that would be cool for more people to hear about. Cause Clearly, the, the photo, it's not just a one-click-and-done mm -hmm. process. What do you do after, once you get home and you open up the computer? Yeah, I think it's just time, right? Like, it is such an investment of time that I don't think people see um, unless you really let them into that space, which most of the time, I don't love letting people into that space because it's sacred to me. Uh, there's a quote mm. that Drake said, and I, I literally stole it from him. I say it all the time, but he's just talking in, in conversation. And he says, like, I love my routine. Like, I love what I do. I love my process. And I tell that to everyone all the time. Like, mm. that is so such a safe place to me. And so what the process looks like for me is I go out and, and yeah, there's even a pre-production process where you're doing research. And, okay, I'm going to get on this roof. or I'm going to go out and, you know, plan this production and pull permits and pay these guys and all these things. Go out and do the thing. Have a great time. And then it's like, all right, the work is not over. It's time to go home, right, and, and get to work. And I think for me that means being in my home, um, which is a safe place for me, and I have this, like, couch and desk, and I, I bounce back and forth between the two, right? And I'm there, and I'm just locked in, put some music in, and I really just start going through, if it's photo or video, just selecting different shots. Going through, and I have a way that I organize it, and people do it differently, but just whatever kind of jumps off that screen to me, mark it. Okay, here's one, here's, here's an option. Um, and I start to listen to some music if I'm putting a video together. Okay, this is kind of giving that inspiration to me. And it needs to be quiet. My house needs to be clean. Like, that's something that I don't tell many people. But, mm -hmm. like, I can't work if my space isn't I'm clean. I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah. I walked into your guys' not that fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into this space. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, this is so clean. I love it. And, and the thing is, is, like, just real quick, we're going to get back to what you're doing. But, yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. The way that couch gets turned around, that's not how it is normally. But, right. like, the way I do it is the same way every single time. The yep. way that gets put is the same way every time. Baby, the way that they're, every, the wires are ran, right? I get upset at you because I'm like, hey. <laughs> like, if she sets it equipment, but then, I'm like. But then you also have to mention that you tell me hey can you help me out and then when i do set it up you're like you didn't do it right you gotta redo it right yeah. well, and the thing is is like i don't want her to redo it i think i'll just redo it like yeah. as a leader i'm like i'm not gonna shit I on you but that. like yeah. that's my bad you know like yeah. but now you know like the velcro better be right here <laughs> ventures velcro better be right here every single time so yeah it's just funny you have to have a clean space because yep. you're all your focus is going into it you can't be like damn look at that pile of dishes yep. you know oh 100 like i have a candle that i love lit and mm. i bought six of them like in a row right because I know I love that scent <laughs> and I'm going to put on a little bit of music on, you know, whatever it is that if it's a TV or a speaker, depending on the room that I'm in and I'm just going to, I'm going to work, right. And I'm going to, and I'm going to enjoy that process, that routine. Um, and it's usually in the evening. I get inspired late at night. Mm -hmm. So like the wife is up in bed and knocked out. Right? right. And it's like, okay, it's time for me to work. You know, like we had our date night, we went and got dinner, we hung out with friends like I can't rest until I know that I put in some hours. Mm. And so lately it's really been like a 11 p.m. to 2, 3 a.m. thing. And I love it. Like I absolutely love it. Mm. It is so fun to me. And I'm up 
you know, fairly early the next morning. Um, and I'm not exhausted because it's like, I got that done. I checked it off my checklist and it's just a joy mm. to me. Um, I like that. I, I really like that process. I'm very similar. The only thing I fucking hate is evenings. Oh boy. <laughs> you do it in the morning. Oh boy. There you go. Yeah. 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 But when I wake up, I just vibrating, ready to go. Yeah. But anything past six o'clock really, yeah. like, like right now where there's no way if someone called me on a work thing, I'd be like, it better be some big money to, for me to do that. Cause I, why didn't you call me at 5am? Like th- that would have been right. the perfect time to get this done. Yeah. Why did we wait? So yeah, that's awesome. It just, it gets me jacked up feeling that. Right. What about you now? Tell us about your dishes in the sink, you know, <laughs> towels everywhere. Um, Kino ripping things up and you're like, yeah, yeah we can edit now. This is a good mm. space to edit in. <laughs> I think, um, there are a few things that I need. I, I can't really have a TV on. I can't have screens on. Like where music is fine, yeah. but I can't have anything to watch. Like if I'm editing a video or if I'm doing like schoolwork or whatever I'm doing like on my computer, I can't have another screen going on. Yeah. Um, if the, if this, I work better if the space is clean. Like yeah. I prefer if the space is clean, you know, that would be great. But I, I can still work if there's a little bit of dishes. Um, if it's crazy, no. Um, I need a desk or a table yeah. of some sort. Um, I need to have it up on like kind of above me a little bit. Like I can't, I can't have it like on my lap. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I am pretty simple. I'm always amazed though too at how different we are because you will actually look at a computer just like a raw and just raw dog like an email. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, that's all you're doing. I have to have the TV on with the computer, with my phone playing yeah. another podcast, with headphones playing music. Yeah. I need all the stimuli mm-hmm. so that I can go like, okay, we're relaxing now. Yeah. Or whenever I make my calls, like anytime I call somebody coming on the podcast, I'm always walking around. Yeah. Literally, if you called me, I'd be like, hey, babe, I'll be right back. And I'll I just walk that. out of the apartment. Go, yeah, he goes outside. I to... pace my, I have this like, track that I do in my house. Yeah. <laughs> I go around the dining room table. Up the side, come through the living room, in front of the stairs, and then just repeat it. Yeah. yeah. And it drives my wife nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so the way funny. I, you know, I'm focused yeah. in. Yeah. It's so funny, man. People are so weird. We're all different. Uh, but the one thing that we all do have to do when creating, when, you know, growing, whatever it is, is consistency, mm. right? So yeah. tell me, as somebody who's, you know, over that hump and you're, you love what you're doing, when you just had 100 followers, for example, right, what are you using to stay consistent? Yeah, I think some of it's just ingrained in me and who I am, the way I was raised, right? Like the people that I was surrounded by. Um, growing up Hispanic, I'm, I'm Mexican, right? It was like the culture is you hustle, you grind, mm, like you yeah. don't stop, right? Yeah. You do whatever you got to do if it's to put food on the table or to chase that dream. And so for me, it was just like the second nature of, well, if I'm going to pursue something, obviously I'm going to go all in, mm. right? And no one's going to have to tell me to wake up at this time or to send that email or to, you know, put these things in place, these practices, these procedures, you know, like I call them, um, in place so that I, I'm accountable, right, to myself. Um, I live off of a notes app, right? Like I live off a to-do list every day. Like mm. it, it <laughs> I was telling my friends this the other day, like my days are determined whether they're good or bad by how much of my checklist I got done. Mm. It's a good day if I got most of it done. Right. And it's a bad day if I didn't. I could have gone to Disneyland and made $1,000 in a minute. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it's a bad day if I didn't check off this thing. And so, I, yeah, I, I have some very practical things in place um, for that, like that um, kind of app that I use and just checklists, even just like the Apple Notes thing, my calendar app. Mm. Um, I check my email periodically, like at 
certain times of the day, like once in the morning, lunchtime, evening. Outside of that, I really try not to because it'll kind of snap me out of my creative creative mm -hmm. mode. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I have moments where like in the evening, I will intentionally scroll through Instagram with the intention of looking for inspiration, creativity, right? Not just to kind of mindlessly scroll. I do do that, but um, uh, I will look and, and I have a folder saved with just inspo and all these different things um, that I try to put in place and I'll either do daily or weekly. Um, definitely throughout the week, I will have edit days, right? I'll have times where it's like, okay, this is open for a client for a shoot, whatever, right? So Thursdays, Fridays are usually, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are usually like wide open for, if you want to book me, like those are the days that I'm free, 24 hours a day, right? Like, let's do it. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are going to be that routine that, okay, let me wake up in the morning, make my cup of coffee, take a walk, do this, do that, um, kind of recharge. And so, uh, yeah, I, I love that. Like, it's, it's so much fun to me. Um, and it's the way that I hold myself accountable just by doing it years, you know, now, like yeah. year after year, yeah. it's changed. It's morphed for sure. It it's, hasn't always been the same, but I'd like to think that it's refined mm. over the years. And I've kind of taken out some of those things that are probably just not a good investment of my time. You know, you guys are very similar with the lists. Um, I can keep, we're them very similar in like, general, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can keep a mental note of things to do. Um, I am starting now to actually do a physical list because I feel like if it's written down mm -hmm. and someone else can see this list, now I'm like, well, now I got to do it. You Here's know a what question I mean? for you. Do you handwrite it or do you like do it on your phone? I prefer handwriting it. See, that's something where my wife does the same thing. Yeah. Handwrite. Yeah. We're so, planning a trip to Japan. Oh, and that's she, cool. Yeah. And she's like, okay, here are all the different things that we need. And she right. pulls out this like, I'm like, is that a piece of paper and yeah. a pen? What is that? <laughs> the like, grocery list yeah. earlier. I was like, the what, fuck what is you, this? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, the other day I went to the grocery store and I wrote down the stuff on uh -huh. actual paper. And I was like, you're killing the environment, honestly. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why don't you just text yourself or text yeah. me the there list? There you go. The, Share yeah. the notes app. So you know what? I think we just had a nice revelation. This is You can go home now. Everything is good. But <laughs> All done. <laughs> we'll get a physical calendar there for you, you then if that's what you want. I, I mean, I have my, my planner, my you. book that I keep with me. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but, but before I used to always just keep everything in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, and because no one else really knew about it now, yep. it's like, oh, let's do it tomorrow. Like, cause I never said anything about it. Yeah. Now it's more like if I write it down one, I can actually physically see it mm -hmm. and be like, okay, this is what we need to do. Um, keeps me a little bit more organized. And then you also really want to know what I have planned for the day. What are you creating? What are you posting? Not, what, what are you doing? Not in a weird way, just more of like... As a teammate. As a team. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, of that. like, what are we doing today? Yeah. Um, and like, we sit together. If you're editing the podcast, I'll be editing a YouTube video. That's the time that we do together. So that's the things that like you want to know too. So I think now I am a little bit more... Let's write it down. Let's have a list. I like that. No, it just clicked for me to like help you. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is where you are disconnect, like I cannot teach you discipline because right. the way I do it is so painful. I just right. couldn't watch, <laughs> I couldn't watch you do that, but I've been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. Just like that was my whole MO through sports or whatever. It was like, yeah. oh, we're competing against Jesse. Well, does Jesse know that he's going to have to bleed in order to beat me? Do you know what I mean? Like, You're for in that example, mamba mode. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. He, like he knows, right? Like let's say it's wrestling. Like he knows he's wrestling me, right? Like yeah. someone told him. So that whole mindset though, but I've been doing it since I was, six right so i can't look at you in your 20s and be like fucking work and it was i had my dad fucking screaming at the top of his lungs <laughs> to get that done so that stuff it's just a completely different yeah. wiring for me to go like hey well why did you miss your to-do list right when i miss my to-do list i'm like 
God, the same thing, yeah. right? Where I'm like, no, we're not going to Disneyland tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> Disneyland's for winners. We're I don't deserve winners. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, Punish myself. And then right. the thing that she's brought me out of this hole over the past several years is just being like, well, no, no, no. You don't cancel the trip. Because I would cancel the trip. I'd be like, no, we missed one day. We don't go to Disneyland. Yeah. Where you're like, no, it is just one day. You'd put an entire six months of work on this. It is There is an aspect of being like, okay, hey, you can recover from this and keep going. Like yeah. that positivity in your Because I had none of that before I <laughs> yeah. met you. You, right yeah. and then now i would like to say i hopefully have 30 or 40 percent of that <laughs> so it's just really cool right but yeah. let's take a step back from all the creation and stuff i want to hear where are your parents from are they from mexico or so my parents are from here they were born here my awesome. dad was barely born here mm -hmm. like he actually I, I guess back in the day um if you had a kid born here in the U.S., your entire family became legal. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so he was wow. like the the one that made them all right? U.S. citizens, right? <laughs> he walks around Shout and says, out. I need a thank you, you know? Um, and But I just grew up so deeply ingrained in that culture. My grandparents, um, very, very close to them. I actually got the privilege to know my great-grandparents, which mm. is cool. Like, not a lot of people get to. Yeah. And so, like, Spanish was my first language. I still like stumble over my words sometimes mm -hmm. because I'm thinking in Spanish and I'm thinking in English. And, um, and so it was like, and I love it. I, like when I have kids one day, I still want to like somehow keep that culture mm -hmm. alive. It's something to be so proud of. I think yeah. it, it's a beautiful thing. Um, and so the, the characteristics of that, the, the morals were so just apparent, like they were right in your face, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, you respect your mom because she's the woman of the house and mom like cooked and cleaned and raised the kids and dad went out and worked. It was very, very old school. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know any better growing up. It was like, well, this is, this is how life is. Right. And, um, the dad works, you know, the husband works and he works till he's 75, you know, mm -hmm. until like he just can't anymore. If he makes it to 75. If he makes it to right. 75. Right. My grandfather is 76 yeah. and he just retired and mm. he was a painter, like a contractor wow. on a ladder in his seventies, wow. you know, painting. And that was just a given, right? And so I met my wife, and uh, she's also Hispanic. And I had dated around, and it was just like, man, nobody gets me, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, talking to her, oh, like, what's your dream? What do you want to do? Oh, man, like, I would love to be a stay-at-home mom. I was like, I'm going to marry you right now. <laughs> Perfect. Let's do <laughs> she's it. She's like, I love cooking. I love cleaning. I just want to, like, you know, just raise a family. Mm. I was like, oh, done. Like yeah. this is. And so when you guys are talking about that teamwork and that camaraderie, that's such a beautiful thing. And I think... Um, the way that I might think, which is similar to you, right, um, is a good thing, but only to a certain extent. Like I need that person to balance me out because mm -hmm. the sweet spot is somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, There's no like 100% this way or right. leaning 100% the other way. Neither of those are too healthy. And so when you can kind of coexist in this middle and maneuver, and if it's a spouse or a partner or a friend, a business partner, whatever it is, just peers, that can kind of keep you accountable and say, hey, hey, let, like, let's come back here towards the middle, mm -hmm. middle a little bit. That to me is like one of the biggest things. Otherwise, we're left to our own devices and we're just going to self-destruct, right? right? Like I'm going to implode and I'm going to end up being a jerk and I'm going to end up like treating people badly and being super cocky and arrogant. But I have the sweet wife that's like, hey, right. maybe you should word this a different yeah. way, right? Or hey, don't forget like who you are, right? Yeah. Like, you know, take, take a chill pill and... I think that that is something that not that many people talk about that should be spoken about a little bit more. Yeah. How'd you guys meet, you and your wife? So we met at church. I was raised like Christians, also super conservative, which is like one of the reasons uh, why I think I am the way that I am now. And um, I was playing on stage at that church. It was a massive church of like 15,000 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was huge. And it was so funny. Like I was, you know, looking out at the crowd and these lights are like shining in your face. I don't know if you've ever been like on a stage like that, but you can't really see past right. the first few rows. There's haze in the air. It's like mm -hmm. this big old production. 
and there's like a these little can lights like hanging out throughout that that massive auditorium and one of them is like shining just like perfectly on her and it's like this halo and i'm like oh my god who is that you know and you don't think anything of it we did this like little summer camp thing as the church and i was one of the people that was there kind of helping out and just trying to volunteer my time and uh, one of the kids there ended up being her younger sister mm. and she literally played matchmaker she was like oh you should uh, meet my older <laughs> sister and then she was telling her sister hey there's this there's this person named jesse and she thought jesse was a girl you know <laughs> she's like yeah i'd love to meet jesse we can be best friends and meets me and little did we know we had kind of been giving each other eyes for the last few months we went out for like I think two dates and I was like, do you want to be my girlfriend? Mm. And it was over from there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And you talk about sort of that like teamwork aspect too. The biggest thing that I try to push just on this show or everything that I like or everything that I do is you don't have to be the biggest monster in the room. You know, if that's Mm. not interesting to you at all, the work that it's going to take to get there, you're going to kill yourself. Like there's no point in doing that. What you need to do is be realistic with your goals, right? Be self-aware enough to develop your goals and then be like, okay, well, am I on track for that? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, am I on track to do, if I only want to make a 50,000 this year, let's say, or something like that. Like, I don't want to be a millionaire, but okay, where are we at this month now? Did you make this amount of dollar? Are you doing that slowly but surely, right? Don't sit here and say... I want to be the best rapper of the year next year. And then you just don't, haven't touched a mic in six months. You're just like, well, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, no one's telling you to do this, dude. Like you're, what? Yeah. It, it's been six months since you put anything out. Like, what are we doing here? So yeah. just being like aligning basically the work that you're doing with where you're trying to go. Yeah. If it's, you know, and putting like a housewife or anything like that. Like in the work I do, there's a lot of like housewives. I say working in the home. Like mm-hmm. that's what I do because Imagine the value that if you lost your partner, you guys have kids yet? Not yet. We're thinking about it though. So yeah. it's one of the things of like, okay, you have a, a mom that works in the home, right? Mm-hmm. And then oftentimes when I'm talking to these families, it'll be like, hey, uh, well, what does your wife do? Well, she doesn't bring an in income, right? And I go, yeah. well, do you understand that if she like passed away or left you or something, <laughs> how much does a chef cost? Exactly. 40K. Right. How much does a nanny cost? Uh, another yeah. 30. How much does this cost? Oh, actually your wife is bringing in like six figures worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then she helps you with your business on top of that so she does the books exactly your wife is actually more valuable than you but yet you're not acting like it is so actually i should be talking to her right Right. now instead of you she's the boss yeah Yeah. you go to work and just keep working work this is the conversation now so hi my name's venture what's going on yeah yeah it's just like a funny thing to talk about but yeah Mm -hmm. you got to really align and i don't care how big or small just if they make you happy fucking do that right right? yep Yep. and and finding someone that pushes you to be better and chase those goals right i'm Mm -hmm. the dreamer i'm the i want to be the best rapper next year right right? and i need someone to come in and say okay but what's your what's your month goal right what are your short-term goals and those other goals that you have are great let's hope that we hit those this decade yeah (laughs) but for now like what are you thinking what can you do so that you're not let down right and i have that person on my shoulder just whispering in my ear all that time and it's like the healthiest thing in the world, right? It, yeah, it's amazing. It, it shook me when he said rapper because, like, I was like, wait, no, he's a photographer. <laughs> I was like, I had to look into my oh, notes. You guys I was didn't like, know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, hold on now. What, my research Who has failed this? me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do so, it all. Do it all. You know what would be really cool? I know next month in March, 
last year i i don't know if you went last year but they have like one of the biggest low riding it was totally illegal last year like the cops had to shut it down (laughs) but yeah yeah but they had literally like a i want to say maybe three to four hundred low riders out here on the the parking parking lot lot, right right on the street just doing their things and then the cops had to come in and like mess something up this year they got a permit because i saw an ad and i was like hell yeah the mexicans got on it yeah they went and organized and got their shit together (laughs) they're getting organized i want to watch you work i want to see what your process is for shooting cars for doing whatever just documenting culture and obviously your culture you'd be right at home so it'd be like really cool i think it's like mid-march or something it's free if you come out and just bring the wife and like i just want to see kind of what are you doing what do you look Mm. at because that'd be cool and i mean i'm sure you could get some cool shots for the guys cars and like that'd be awesome it's so much fun because i've I've had people ask that similar thing like dude i'd love to come and shadow you like i get so many dms on instagram instagram is really like where the source of a lot of my business comes from which Mm -hmm. is another conversation but it's just crazy and i try to connect with people like when i had 100 followers i was answering every dm Mm -hmm. i was liking every comment i was responding i'm a people person and it's like okay i want to continue that regardless now if I make millions of followers one day, probably not achievable, but for now, like I can, I can do it and it's a priority to me. And one of the questions that I get all the time is like, dude, can I come and shadow you? Do you need like someone to mentor? All these different things. And my process is, is something that I love showing people. Like when I'm out shooting, it's one that's very like personable. Like if I'm working with a, a portrait session or a celebrity, like I do a lot of stuff with some different celebrities and influencers, like I want that person to feel so comfortable. And so before we even get to work, it's like, tell me a little about yourself, right? Like mm. I want to know you. I want to, let's, let's develop an inside joke here. You can call me this. I'll call you that. And, and by the end of it, hopefully, right? The hope is that this is just like almost an afterthought, like it's two friends hanging out. Mm. And so when I go out to different car meets or I go and do different things, shoot automotive, I'm looking for that personal connection with those people. If it's a guy that's proud of his low rider, it's like, dude, tell me a little bit about it. Dude, this is amazing. Hey, here's my Instagram. I'd love to follow you, right? All these different things to just develop that personal connection number one it helps me remember because i have a horrible memory Mm. right like (laughs) i need a face and a tell me some type of fact about you so that i remember um but also for the flip side it it hopefully helps them remember me Mm. and just develop a little bit of that connection and when i'm sitting down in that post-production process now it feels a little personal right now it feels like i have a connection with this little photo or this clip that i took um and i'm proud of it and i i want to do well like i want to make this excellent and and that's my process and you're totally welcome to see it anytime but yeah it's so much fun it's so much fun that right there is the most important thing i think you're probably going to say in the show i'm just throwing it out there but (laughs) being people first Mm. right so much of just i mean society modern culture right they go well wait why are you being nice right like what is the thing Mm. and i go i try to tell people no but by me providing value right now like i just i want to hear about your come on the podcast please i have no fucking agenda other Mm. than just like Come tell me, like, let's get yeah. the word out. Let's do that. Well, yeah. no, just I, I'm telling you right now, if I fuck you over, let's say I go three people of doing that word gets out. Mm-hmm. This guy ventures an asshole, this <laughs> and that and that, that now I can't work. I can't do yeah. that. You know what I mean? Nobody's coming on the podcast anymore. Cause it's like, oh yeah, he just like, didn't care. He's questions. He wasn't prepared. He wasn't this, but when you are people first, right? What happens? people start telling other people about you, right? Mm-hmm. Things like this start happening. You just provide value. And then yeah. guess what? It all takes care of itself on the back end, right? Like, it so just does. Don't, I don't even care what the price is. I don't care. Like, just take, pay me whatever. Just let me be in the room and like, mm-hmm. let's yeah. get in the game basically. And we'll yeah. worry about that down the road. So I have a, a mentor um, on Instagram. His, his handle is shot by Kyle. And I met this guy a couple years ago. His name's Kyle. And uh, we've become just great friends. And I, I did a Toyota production where we shot a bunch of commercials for them. It was like wow. my biggest gig I've ever 
gotten. That's cool. Where and was the shot at? It was all here in LA, cool. um, wow. just all over. And we created all these assets and got like three different cars. It was crazy. I was super nervous and I was like, well, I need to bring somebody on to kind of co-direct this with mm. me. So I had befriended this guy and really like asked him, yo, you, you cool with like being my mentor, right? Like you're pulling in crazy numbers, working with insane clients and you have like no following on Instagram. Nobody knows who you are. Like wow. tell me the secret, right? Yeah. And so we've become great friends and we have this conversation all the time. And if he's going to listen to this, he's going to be laughing right now because <laughs> we literally talk about your work can be absolute dog shit, right? Like it can be crap, mm. but if you're a good person, nine out of 10 times, that's the people that they're going to go with. Mm. Like every single time, every celebrity, every big brand that I've ever shot, six figure budgets, like they never really talk about the work. They're like, oh, this was so easy. You answered my email on time. Right. Oh, you were kind. You remembered my name. Yeah. Oh, you weren't disrespectful and rude when we pushed back a little bit. And it's like, man, I was raised like, those are just common things that everybody should yeah. do, right? Yeah. But the, the craziest part is that like common sense isn't so common, they mm. say, right? Like people just aren't nice. And sometimes... For some reason, artistic people are some of the most stuck up, kind of like in their heads people, um, which again, is that confidence, right? And you're kind of balancing both, but you deal with just some like really interesting people. And so to be that just kind person that's down to earth, real, honest, raw, transparent, um, fair, those are the people that are usually just making a killing and mm. like doing what everybody else wants to do. And it's not really because of their work. It's because of the type of person that they are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. During shoots, do you um, do you prefer it when whoever it is that you're shooting, if they're like, hey, just do your thing, like I'll let you kind of yeah. take it, or do you like it when they know exactly like this is how I want it, this angle, like take it from here. How how do you prefer to work? I love when a client knows what they want. Yeah, it's so much fun to me. I'm, I'm doing this project right now where a, a nonprofit organization they actually just purchased a, a building in downtown Los Angeles. They're doing great and they're they're doing this whole thing and the ceo sent me an email and was like hey we want eight unique photo pieces eight or ten unique photo pieces one of ones we want to own them outright in full perpetuity forever right um let me know what it costs and i was like all right well that's going to be pretty expensive right mm -hmm. like you're you're it's not even going to be my photo like it's going to be yours i'm giving you my baby right? right and uh and so i gave him the, the quote and he was like all right done let's do it mm. and i'm like dang i should have charged more you yeah. know but <laughs> but um so I'm, I'm out working for this guy and he sends me this shot list that he put together, which already is like going above and beyond. And in it is just some very specific details. I want it framed this way. I want these specific locations. I want the edit to look like this. Here's some inspo. And now I feel like I can thrive because it's like, man, your communication's great. Mm. And I'll, I'm going to communicate with you. And we're going to be, like I said, just best buddies, right? Like we're going to go back and forth. There are some really sweet moments. Uh, Toyota is a great example of this where they will say, here's the money. Here's like a little bit of creative direction. Just please go make something cool. Mm. And you're like, oh, okay, I can do that. Like that creative freedom is a lot of fun for right. some of those things. I think the best people in the world to do that is Red Bull. Oh, yeah. They yeah, I some fuck with stuff. everything Red Bull does. They go, yeah, okay, you want to ride an air mattress out of a plane? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, just put our flag let's on it. And, like, let's do it. and I'm like, I would love to run that company yeah. like, I, or just be a part of it because, yeah. yeah, here's money. Figure it out. You're like, Formula One? Yeah, just, I mean, if you die, you die. Like, <laughs> we'll find another guy. But it's just so cool. It's yeah. the benefit of having creatives up in, in, in upper management, right? Right. Now, if you have too many of them, the company will go broke, yeah. right? So, like, let's, <laughs> let's be realistic. But when you have those people in charge, it's just so refreshing. And so mm. it, to answer your question, it's, it's probably a little bit of both. I don't mm. love to make blanket statements because every person, going back to the people side, is so unique. Right. And, and we're going to communicate differently. And that's going to be part of the fun for me, right? And it's like, okay, I want to get to know who you are and I want to know like 
how do you communicate and, and what do you think is nice about what we're doing right now? Right. Like, how are you feeling in this process? Right. Like I'll check in. Like, are you enjoying yourself? Right. Yeah. <laughs> is this, is, is you, this you, one? You're a little bit like a doctor in that sense where it's like the client will come in and be like, oh, my foot hurts. Can you fix it? And you're like, well, it depends. Like what? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? What happened? Yeah. What part of the foot? Yeah. Here's morphine. Boom. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, well, we got to chop it off clearly. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I want to know is I've always been curious. What is the difference between like shooting at day time and then shooting at night? time as far as lighting mm. goes technically like give me yeah. some basics on like what is your process for nighttime stuff and then daytime stuff sure so like harsh daylight is notoriously the worst time to shoot and the very practical technical side of it is the sun is directly above there's no shadows so there's mm. no depth right the light is its brightest and when you're looking at a camera sensor just like your eyes um, our pupils will dilate when it gets super bright, right? Like we're trying to keep light out. Mm -hmm. Photography and video is, is really just the science of light and how that works with a camera sensor. Um, and that's why the human eye is so incredible because it does it on its own, right? Um, but so for photo, like that's one of those things that during the day, you're just not gonna get much depth. The image is gonna be really, really flat. It's gonna be super bright. So some of the settings that you're wanting to put in, you're just gonna have to exaggerate some of them past what you want just so that it's exposed properly. Mm. It's not burning people's eyeballs, you know? Um, as opposed to like sunset time or even when it's cloudy, like when I was driving over here today, the sun was starting to peek through and it's like this really pretty, what they call diffuse light, right? It's like someone puts a, a bed sheet in front of a light source and now it's just kind of like glowing. Mm. Like that is supposedly, right? Subjectively, I guess you could say, um, the best light to shoot in because mm. it's gonna be soft and if you wanna make it harsh, you can, but if you want it to be soft, now you have that ability. Uh, nighttime is probably the trickiest, I think, because now you're dealing with close to no light, right? right? And it's like, well, how in the world do I do this, right? I'm, I'm even using my human eye and I'm squinting because I'm trying to make out what that is over there and I, and I can't, it's dark. Um, but when you're able to adjust settings, find different light sources and really learn the intricacies of your camera, you can capture something at night and you're like, whoa, this is, this is really, really special. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of like people go out and shoot astrophotography and that's one of the things that I've, I've always wanted to do a little bit more. I haven't done much. Um, but it really just means putting your camera on a tripod where it's not moving and leaving the shutter open for a minute at a time, two minutes at a time. Some of them go for 30 minutes, an hour, and they're tracking you know, the, the Milky Way. And that's how you'll see those Joshua Tree photos where it's mm. like the Milky Way is right above this mountain. And how in the world did they get that? It was pitch black out there. But it's because there's so much light coming through that camera for those 30 minutes or whatever it is um, that it just allows you to see things that the human eye couldn't even see. Wow. Yeah. And does it really just take practice? It does. Is that, you know, you started on your cracked out, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, and then you just little by little, oh, you're able to do this now, yeah. you're able to do that now. Yeah, that's hard. You really got to be interested in it too. I'm interested, but I don't know enough to like, actually, I have my brain on so many things. Sure. topics right now they're like <laughs> we'll, we'll put that one down the road that we're gonna stick that one on a shelf photography yeah. but like it, it sounds so cool and yeah. awesome definitely i mean yeah. with lighting too you just like when you try to take a picture of yourself too if yeah. it's like noon i can't do that first mm -hmm. of all i'm really pale so that's just not gonna work <laughs> and then but then when golden hour hits now you're like oh that all the girls pull really out their nice. iphones exactly. they go stand by a window yeah. they don't know why but it's because of that right it's like yeah. this diffused golden light that's just right. a little bit softer we all take photos on our phones and go why does this one look so much better yeah. than this one right. and we think well what's your settings one of the things that i get messaged a lot is like well what gear do you use what camera do you use mm. blah 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 what's the best thing that i can buy for a thousand dollars and i'm like it's this this is your iphone mm. like, like use your iPhone and if you develop a good eye and know exactly how to manipulate light and do it at the right time of the day, 
you're going to get incredible content. Like a lot of what I shoot and stuff for TikTok and for Instagram, people will never believe, but it's on my iPhone. Wow. Like a lot of it and they'll yeah. never know, yeah. you know, but it's just learning some of that. And it doesn't have to be as technical as we were getting into, but it can just be like, oh, okay, this is the best time of the day. And let me kind of turn my body to face this way so that, you know, I got a shadow on one half of my face and light on the other. And all of a sudden I have an Instagram, you know, banger. Yeah. <laughs> What's the most difficult type of content to shoot? Is it like portraits? Oh, li- like what? The what would you say? Difficult. Gosh, I don't know. I think for me, what immediately comes to mind no, is like pause real quick. He's like, I have no flaws. Right? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, Fuck, I'm, I'm too good, basically. Yeah, just no, like, no. I just shoot and it goes in. I don't know. <laughs> That's I, funny. The, the, uh, I'm stumbling over my words here because there's so much that I could say. I think what my mind runs to is the most difficult gig is because of the person, Mm. right? It's because of like, oh, they were such a jerk to me, right? Right. They were so difficult. Mm. Um, But what I would say is video um, is way trickier than photo. It just takes a unique set of skills, a unique set of gear, um, and a unique set of time. Like you have to invest so much into that. And shooting video um, in low light is just very difficult. Like when you have to go and you get asked to shoot, um, I got asked to shoot... um, what's the restaurant? It's this like big bougie restaurant and they were in Vegas. I was like, okay, let me go. And it's this rooftop thing. Oh, it's going to be cool. All right, great. What time does the event start? Oh, it starts at midnight. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and I walk in and it's just dark. It's right. like a bunch of people partying on a roof and it's just pitch black. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is going to be so, so difficult. And so those are some of the ones that can be tricky. I'll say this, my least favorite thing to shoot not on a technical thing, uh, are weddings. I just, oh, really? I don't love shooting weddings. Yeah. It's so nerve wracking. You get one first kiss, one right. first dance. And like, if you miss it, oh my gosh, it's, I, yeah. I, I saw a guy that came up on my reels that he's like one of the better guys, I guess, in the yeah. area. But yeah, he, his process is like, cause the mom is only going to see like the bride at one time. So it's like, you have to get the kiss, right. you have to get the mom's reaction mm-hmm. of it. You have to get like the dad, the, the priest, like yeah. you have to get everything. Yep. It's so crazy. Cause you can't just be like, you just redo that. Like go back, oh, no. like oh, yeah. no. walk down the aisle again, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine the expectations are so high too. And yeah. it's like, you just can't wait. Can you guys kiss again? <laughs> right. It's too many. Emo- a little bit slower. <laughs> it's so emotionally charged of a day. Yeah. And if you miss it, oh my goodness. And then you're dealing with people maybe not at their best on oh, that day. Drinking too. Drinking and, just... and a bridezilla. Right. And I got one time, this is just crazy. I got pushed by like a, <gasps> the mother of the groom because oh. I was in the way and I was trying to get a very important shot and she like pushed me onto the ground and it started like this whole thing. And I was like, Oh no. Like, you know, I was trying to just diffuse everything. I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. And it, there was just, you never know what you're going to deal with on a wedding day. And to make like four or five grand on the day, not worth it to me. Like Mm -hmm. I'd rather stay home and hang out with my wife. (laughs) Yeah. I got one for me. I want to know where you're at since you're, you know, big and bad with the cameras. Taking pictures of dogs is so hard. Like just trying to get something of Kino on a regular, like, Oh, look how cute he looks. Right. Oh fuck. He got up. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or like, Hey, sit still. Buddy. I tried to take a video of him earlier because his like teeth were out or whatever, like he was Aww. smiling, whatever. And I got like kind of close with my phone, and then he put his paw out and just is. like kicked my phone. And I was like, oh, no paparazzi. <laughs> I think those are the Guess worst not. things to try to actually, at least in my experience, it's like the fucking dogs suck. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, dude? I love shooting cars because they don't talk back. Right. They don't move. They just stay there. there right. We had a, a, a shoot one time that I was assisting a friend on. Um, it was this like Roomba, like the little uh, vacuums that go through your mm, house and kind of vacuum right. for you. And so we're showcasing different things that the Roomba does. And one of them, the classic shot where the, the dog is making a mess of kibble, right? Mm. And the Roomba's going behind him and cleaning it up. Pretty basic shot. 
and we hired this talent, this dog that was like <laughs> supposedly, according to his profile and wherever we found him, he was like the airbud of dogs. Right? Mm. He's been in this movie and these shows and you know all these different things, won these awards, and the dog was so misbehaved. Oh, it was no. it was horrible. And so we're looking at our time. We have this pure space rental of this beautiful home. It's like this craftsman style home. We have it for like another hour and we still have to tear down like the entire house has to get put back to the way that it was. Somebody wow. lives there and we're like, there's no way we're getting the shot. Like we're not going to have time. And one of our friends, uh, we found out that day is a dog trainer. And he's like, dude, do you think it would be disrespectful if like I, I just went over and asked the dude if I could try something with his mm-hmm. dog? Because the owner of the dog was there. And so we said, we're desperate, bro. Like, just get in there, right? And so he walks up and he says, hey, man, like, I, I don't want to be rude, but like, would you mind giving me like a minute or two with your dog? Like, I'm actually a dog trainer. It's what I do. And within, yeah, a couple minutes, takes the dog outside, comes back in. I don't know what he did to the dog. I, I hope it was safe and fine. <laughs> no, I you know? can tell you fucked that. Yeah, dog. hopefully it was a nice conversation. <laughs> um, I've been there. Dude, yeah. the dog is like on it just wow. i mean responding and the owner of the dog was so butthurt he was so <laughs> upset but we got it done and there you go. it was so stressful i was like i never want to work with a dog again no. oh that's funny. never again yeah. yeah dogs i like it cars what are some of your favorite styles of cars obviously a supercar anything that is fast anything that's two doors you like mm-hmm. that oh i do absolutely so um did something it was actually my first work with toyota which was super nerve-wracking but it was when they released a certain version of their supra and they just give you the keys for a week. They're oh, like, cool. here, it's going to get wow. shipped off, dropped to your house with zero miles. It's like saran wrapped and you have to take it all apart. And they're like, this car isn't street legal yet. So if you get pulled over by the police, here's what you say, da, 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 and just drive it. Mm. And it was the greatest thing in the world, right? Wow. You're just going around and creating content. And, um, and so, I, yeah, I love shooting um, any type of fast sports car. I've also done boring stuff like a Prius, you know, and <laughs> hey, the, the money's good. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. Have you, the new Prius They're that great. came out is fucking crazy. It's like for a Prius, the biggest. It doesn't glow look up like a Prius. No. Yeah. I was yeah. jogging over here and someone had it and I was like, holy shit, the Prius is I drive that. Like, that's yeah. crazy. A lot of the stuff that you see uh, of Prius is our work. So it's like myself and my team. Uh, the Tundra, the Prius, oh, and then cool. wow. yeah, just a bunch of that stuff is what we've done. My stuff that I like about vehicles, I don't necessarily care about going fast. I want to go anywhere. So go. off-road stuff. If I just like yeah. the bigger the tire, the bigger the suspension, I look at it and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, look at that. I'll be like, hey, babe, look at that truck right there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like oh, the, the, the new TRX that came that out nice or something truck. like that. I'm like, it's a nice truck. It could be next to like a Ferrari. And I'm like, yeah. But, I'll take the truck. I'm like, but so 1975, huh? Yeah. How you doing, man? You know what I'm yeah. like? Fuck that out of here. But yeah. So I like big, chunky cars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, that's so interesting yeah. because we did a Tundra campaign and we took it out to a desert private land. The owner of the private land was like, give me. 200 bucks and a bottle of whiskey. We were like, done, <laughs> like done. And they've done, you know, Skrillex videos out there and set stuff on fire, blown things up. And so we took the Tundra out and we were just doing donuts and drone dives and all these crazy things. And we had that car, the Prius, and a, a car called the BZ4X. It's like this weird crossover car. And out of all those cars, my wife insisted on driving the Tundra everywhere. She's like five feet tall on a good day, right? Like she's <laughs> tiny and she's driving this just massive truck. And yeah. I was like, yeah, so when you're saying that you love like a big chunky yeah. truck, I guess. I think yeah. I just like how high up you are. I yeah. can see everything. Um, if someone crashes into me, I'm probably not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it is like just my size. I'm like, I would, I'd like being a, in a bigger vehicle. That's what she said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> small. And I'm not like the biggest like sports car girl sure. anyway. So I'm like, no, just give me a G-Wagon and I'm good. There you go. Yeah, give me a 
fat G wagon. Yeah. Just, yeah. just a little G wagon. Yeah. yeah. The greatest Nothing big. Car it's ever okay. Do you guys hear how the rain picked up? Is that the bit? rain? Yeah. Can you hear that outside? Rain in SoCal. Is someone biking over here? Uh, they better know. Well, we would hear. Oh, Kino's locked up. In house security is locked up. So That's who right. knows what could happen right, right. now? But, right. Like, usually we'll let him out and see what happens. Yeah. He has two triggers it's cats and homeless people. So yeah. everything oh, other than that, he's totally fine. But cats and homeless people, he is not a fan of not a fan. at all. No. So, Thankfully, it's know. not cats, homeless people, and photographers. Thankfully. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's super cool. He loves women, but, you know, like guys, yeah, he just likes to check things out. He How keeps funny. everything safe. Yeah. That's he, what he likes, does. he likes guys he's yeah. just like a little bit more reserved that's I the way think, a dog should first, be first and then yeah. he'll be like oh hi yeah. what's especially up? if you want to wrestle he's like oh yeah we're fucking wwe uh, off the top rope <laughs> yeah. now awesome. i want to talk about being a storyteller okay. as far as what you do and how you view it and what's your opinion i mean do you even think that you're a storyteller because obviously mm-hmm. what you're doing does tell a story so yeah. what is your opinion on that yeah i think um, initially, I, I do think I'm a storyteller. And I think um, in the beginning, it was, well, what's the story that I want to tell, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm this creative guy, and I have these ideas. It was very me, me, me. Um, and when things started to take off, which was about two years ago, I think what I realized is I have to try to figure out what story do people want to be told. Mm. So I say this thing all the time in some of these, like, I don't want to say mentorship things that I do, but just when I'm talking to guys and they're asking, like, how do I get views on Instagram? And how do I get people to relate to my content and see my things? And I'm like, well, are you giving them the content that you want them to see? Yeah. Or are you giving them the content that they want to see? Mm. Right. They want something from you. And what is that? For me, it's like I can go out and film a beautiful like date night with my wife, make it super cinematic, candlelight dinner, beautiful transition, sound design. And people are like, dude, just show me LA and like a cool rooftop and like give me some locations. And like, I want to see your questions thing on your story because I have a question. Mm. Like I want mentorship. I want like some type of relationship. Um, and, and so it's like, okay, how do I balance that? It doesn't mean I don't create what I love or tell a story in that way. I will, but I will also kind of sporadically spread that in with what people want to see, mm-hmm. right? And I, and I think a lot of creatives and storytellers will be like, well, no, like that's wrong. Like, you, you know, you, you got to stay true to the craft and no, it's my art. And I would say, okay, well, those are usually the storytellers and creatives that are broke, you know, and like don't have anything <laughs> yeah. going for them. And so it, it is this kind of learning how to let go and at the same time, how do you still incorporate it into your feed, your work, your portfolio, wh- whatever it is that you do? Um, and I think some of the people that I look up to have learned how to do that and mastered that. Yeah. I love that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. All right. You sure? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> One of my um, favorite mentors told me the market will always pay you what you're worth. Right. And that's one of the things where I've like seen it on yeah. videos too, but it's like, no, he really goes. Cause I brought it up to him. I was like, Hey, saw this thing online, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, if you're talented, especially here, mm. if you're fucking talented, yeah. it'll work out. So you get a lot of those questions of, well, how do I get here? How yeah. do I do this? How do I get a six pack? Right. How mm-hmm. do I do this? And it's like, no, you do sit-ups. Like, yeah. It's the same fucking thing. It doesn't yeah. matter. You t- how many photos are you taking? Yeah. What are you doing with your craft? Right. If you're a smoothie guy, how many smoothies are you making? Fuck, mm. What fruits are you using? Are you figuring it out? Like, yeah. are you taste testing them? It's all the same thing. If you're good at like one thing and you get it, just transfer those skills over. Right. Yeah. Like it's just the craziest thing. I, that, 
that's like i don't know i couldn't imagine being you i'd be like fuck figure it out dude like <laughs> i don't know i'm not the guy to ask that i'm yeah. like if you can you make a peanut butter sandwich okay make uh -huh. it with photography like it's <laughs> jelly toe there you yeah. go call it i a think day. people want the quick and easy solution yeah. right the six-pack analogy is great it's like well there's a proven way to get a six-pack and it is by eating healthy and working out right let's do sit-ups let's whatever you want to call it um with photo and social media and just all of that it's like yeah, how do I get views and how do I get famous and how do I make money? And it's like, well, are you doing the fundamentals? Like, have you put those hundred hours or thousand hours, whatever they say, right into your craft? No, not yet. Okay, well, dude, it's time to get to work. Mm -hmm. And I think some people, the ones that will be successful are willing to hear that constructive criticism. And I always try to say it in a super kind way, like, yo, man, your work's great. Here's some pointers, right? Um, there's a friend of mine. He um, has over 200,000 followers. He's way more famous than me, makes a lot more money than me. Um, and I look up to him and he's a great friend. However, one of the things that he struggled with is um, like his Instagram feed. Like he doesn't get any views. Like he mm -hmm. got all these followers from back in the day when he was out on the streets just killing it and kind of stopped. And now he's trying to start back up and is just struggling. Instagram and social media is so different these days. And so he's been picking my brain and asking questions. And I'm like, well, dude, like you're, you're way more famous than me. Like I should be asking you questions. But in this specific thing, it was where I kind of had a little bit of knowledge. Right. Mm -hmm. And so him and I worked together on some stuff and, you know, I'm going through and giving him some pointers and he's just like, he's on it. He's like, okay, great. I'm going to start posting this many times a week. I'm going to try posting in the morning. I'm going to try posting in the evening. I'm going to do this style of video. I'm going to do this style of photo and I'm going to use this trending audio. And, and I send him all these things. And uh, the other night he went out and got, I don't know if you guys have seen that building in downtown Los Angeles. It's just all graffitied up, right? It's all over the news right now. Oh, yeah, the 20 yeah. story that they yep. did, yeah. So he went out and got some footage of that. And I said, dude, you should post that immediately. Mm. And I said, use this sound and post it at this time. And he's like, oh, are you sure? I was like, dude, just do it. Like, trust me. He did it. He's got three and a half million views right now. Wow. Oh, cool. and, and I was like, that's so incredible to see. And again, he's a friend. He's a peer. I actually look up to him. But it's so incredible to see just people that stick with it and mm. like listen. You know what I mean? Like things will go well for you, right? If, if someone is where I want to be, it would benefit me to listen to them, right. you know? And, and it requires a little bit of humility on my part um, and being able to kind of swallow my pride. And yet at the end of the day, like we both win, right? Mm. That person gets to give some good advice and I get to receive it. Right. <laughs> is that naturally hard for you to swallow your pride with that? I think in the beginning it was uh, because I didn't know any better. And then when you do it for the first time and you're like, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I'm just going to do it mm. and it works, you're like, oh, this is, this is kind of nice. Yeah. Maybe I'll try it again, right? And you do it again. And um, I think there are moments where you're, you got to speak up and it's like you got to know who you are, right? And you got to be confident and tell people how it is. And then there are those moments in a safe space with people that you've kind of agreed to allow into your mm. little circle. Like, Hey man, you, you can cuss me out if you need to. If you see something that's going on, like, I want you to tell me, mm. right? Like my, my, my wife is one of those people. Like if you see something I'm doing, you better stop me in my tracks right away yeah. and like, tell me, um, as opposed to a stranger doing it, I might not receive it as well. Yeah. But those people that I kind of allow to speak into my life, 100%, I'll always listen. I think it's funny because I, just what you said, I've, I've just always naturally had that ability to, understand like let me listen to everybody and not like because i've just lost so many times just in competition yeah. just like as a kid you get choked out on a mat you fucking learn something like if <laughs> you do it a certain amount of times you're going to figure something out so it's like yeah. there's always the older guys that are doing it, or the better guys that are doing it so it's just and then when you become that guy it's sort of a that's what i want to kind of talk to you about before we start landing the plane with him is though he's like I'm, i do it in a nice way I need to work on that. That's yeah, I was just uh, thinking, I was delivery. like, I have no issue with someone telling me, hey, this wasn't good. This wasn't nice. You yeah. were kind of mean to me, whatever it might have been. 
um, you have to be very careful with how you word it for mm-hmm. me and how you give it to me. If you're going to yell at me and cuss me out when that's not needed, yeah. I, I don't listen to that. I will not take it. Like I, it doesn't matter how like loud you're yelling. I will not get that message. But yeah. if you s- sit down and say, Hey, this is what happened. I'm actually going to take that in and I'm going to, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that, and that's something you and I are like kind of working on. Cause Definitely. you're, you, when I, maybe not criticize, but just tell you things, you need to be very direct. Mm-hmm. Like very, just tell me how it is. Tell me what you Doesn't want. Doesn't matter. Do <laughs> yeah. Like he does not care about the delivery. He's yeah. more of like, okay, I get the message, whatever. But then with me, I'm, I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I think with you, you've been like, well, I'm just going to be direct. And I'm like, well, that doesn't work. Like you have, you can't yeah. just yell it out. Cause that's yeah. not, I'm not, I'm blocking that out. So, yeah. um, and then something big that I realized too, just over the past year or two was the, it could be the delivery of things. And then it's also, well, the person saying it like yeah. a fuck you coming from me to some guy on the street mm-hmm. is a lot more aggressive than a fuck you coming from you. So it's <laughs> right. like, but I didn't understand that. Cause I'm just, Hey, I just use all the tools I have yeah. nuclear bomb, push yeah. the button, you know, yeah. let's see what happens. Like, let's watch the fireworks. So <laughs> it's just hilarious now being like, Oh, I can, I actually, I could just use a three or a four mm-hmm. and it's fine. I can just kind of yeah. let my presence, let's You'll say, actually like get yeah. further with being calm with mm-hmm. me then yeah. if you're screaming and yelling because we're not going to get anywhere with that because we'll de- now i'm going to start screaming and yelling too so we're just, just going to be screaming at each other it's just not going <laughs> to work the gloves are off yeah definitely or even just like we could be at ralph's like shopping or something like hey can i speak to a manager instead of me screaming at the yeah. guy or the lady Give me the manager. yeah it's completely different because that guy's going to get my manager he's gonna be like, oh, there's kind of a bigger guy like, <laughs> fuck uh, mark are you in the back can you come out here so it's like i just get it it's yeah. one of those things where i'm a little more self-aware of that so yeah it's funny and that's just, where it benefits it's you to even if it's quickly even if you're meeting the person for the first time run a quick assessment who are they mm. like what's their temperament like like i used to get into a lot of street fights when i was a kid mm-hmm. and you probably wouldn't guess because i'm like this tall skinny guy <laughs> like you know whatever but i'd always assess someone are they right-handed or are they left-handed mm. where's the nearest exit to the like the place right now like right. i'm thinking critically right now right like it's survival mode mm. well how do i kind of translate that to like okay i'm meeting this person for the first time and like, what's their temperament like? Do I feel like I'm going to get through to them if I say things a certain way or maybe not this way, right? Like, what's their background? Like, what mm. do I know about them? Like, what's their culture? Like, all these different things. Not that many people go out of their way just to know just a little bit about somebody. And I love, like, one of the things that I always joke around with friends is like, if some, if I, if I feel like someone doesn't like me, I make it my personal challenge to make that person like me. Mm. Like, no, you're going to like me. I'm going to relate to you on a deep level somehow. Like, I'm, we're going to be friends, right? Mm. And... I don't feel like enough people in today's society care too much to like know somebody else. Right. And that's why there's so much miscommunication. That's why you look at these like, you know, keyboard warriors on Instagram. Everyone's just giving their opinion however they want to. No one's really thinking of the kind of the guy next door or how they feel. Right. And so it's a great example, even with you guys are saying, and I'm thinking of my wife and I, it's like, yeah, she's the one that's like, I want to talk about my feelings. And Mm. I'm like, feelings don't matter right now, you know? And, And I have to learn and she also has to learn. We meet somewhere in the middle. I want to ask because this is something that you and I, you're getting better at it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I will bring up something and it's not a problem that I need to get solved. It is not to get solved. I'm just venting. I'm just telling you, this girl said this. And then, and then venture will be like, okay, well, we got to do this. We got, and I'm like, (laughs) no, I don't want that. Like, is, is that kind of how you and your wife are too? It was for a long, long time. It was like, okay, well this happened at work Mm -hmm. and this girl said that. And my manager said this Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, here's what you do. Like I worked at Costco for, you know, seven years. Like I know exactly how the corporate ladder works. Like you call HR, you do this, you do that. She's like, I'm not asking for a solution. I just want you to go, 
damn, babe, that really sucks. Yeah. And like, that girl's a bitch. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, all she needs. Like, disagree with me. <laughs> Agree with me. That's yeah. all she needs. And I feel like that translates so well, not only relationally with, with a partner, but in business, mm-hmm. in anything that you're doing creatively. It's like, okay, like, what does this person need right now? Again, not what I want to give them, but mm. what are they looking for, right? Like, what do they want me to give them? Yeah. I like that. We usually like to end on maybe two questions as we start to finish out the uh, podcast here. One that I want to hear is who are some of your top icons of all time? Do you have anybody that you look up to that's sort of on a Mount Rushmore Mm. of like, oh yeah, that's, I took this from there. I took this from there and I combined it and I'm trying to make my own thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Number one, and I'll always say this, I got to give him his flowers as they say today, is my dad, right? Mm -hmm. Like number one, no one will probably ever know who he is. And yet starting from nothing and we were poor when we were kids and getting to where we are now and to see him where he's at now successful and like the dude's rich and Mm. like happy and you know raised a great family still married um just a lot of things that he's done you don't see much these days right and so i'll always look up to him in that um he knew to be born in america too he was in the boom right he was ready ready. he was like no no no, give me a couple weeks (laughs) (laughs) um on the creative side of things though so i would say that's like character integrity morals right on the creative side of things there are a few people that really really inspired me there's a creator um, named Andrew Willie. Andrew Optics is his handle on Instagram and uh, looked up to the dude before I ever even picked up a camera. I just liked the photos that he took. He was like the only photographer that I ever followed. And now I get to call him like one of my closest friends. Like, just, awesome. Yeah, wow. he's, he was a hero to me and watching the way that he carried himself, super humble, very creative, working with Lamborghini and all these incredible brands. And yet like I ran into him one day in LA and he was like, oh, what's your Instagram? Let me follow you back. And I'm there standing with this piece of crap <laughs> camera. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, now my next post has to be fire, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, him and I have worked on a lot of stuff together and he's a great friend. Um, another guy, it's actually his birthday today, so I got to give him a shout out. But shout out. Um, his name's Jason Anthony. I'm Jason Anthony on Instagram. And uh, he's a cinematographer, so on the video side of things. And I learned so much from this dude for, I mean, everything from like, here's why we put sandbags on this side of the stand as opposed to this one, to the intricacies of a camera, right? Mm-hmm. Like just everything detail-wise and how to pitch a client and how to put a budget together. And um, and I met him just working, like, you know, a working relationship. And now we're very, very close friends. And I was actually been able to bring him on some pretty big jobs and it was like really weird and full circle where he brought me on and was like, Hey, you want to be like a PA, which is kind of like the lowest level in the, in the set world to, you know, at one point it was like, I asked him to come on like, Hey dude, you want to come on and like creative direct this entire thing for me. Mm, and it yeah. was like, it was just so cool. And so those two guys, Andrew and Jason taught me so much creatively. Um, and they still do like, they still inspire me. And I think regardless of what following looks like or how much money one person makes or whatever level of success, I think I'll always kind of have them just on a little bit of a higher pedestal and respect wise. Mm. They'll be my friends, but there is a certain level of respect where it's like, I know who you are and I know how important you were in my story. And you're always going to get that level of respect. That's mm. awesome. I have a question about your industry. It seems like, uh, necessarily like the world I'm in, you know, you build it you build more people under you you open up more offices Mm -hmm. you just bigger footprint the numbers go up and up forever right 
as creatives though and as like photographers or people who do video the teams are very small huh even if you're at the top level it, it most of the time it is just you right kind of getting it done and that's really cool kind of to think about right it's just like his own little swiss army knife <laughs> that just gets dropped yeah. in instead of like well here's the general here's the lieutenant here's the this the this the this the this the this yeah. and then you have this whole office of people and experts but that's really dope so you're just able to be free and go out there and just sort of document and create huh yeah i think there are those scenarios where it's just me and and even in that it's not really just me because pitching the job and having questions and i'm going to my mentors and my peers like it it is a little tribe Mm -hmm. a little little community um my favorite gigs are the ones where i get to hire all my friends Mm. right again community people like that's all that i'm about and i could talk about that forever um but it's those those where it's like okay well we have this three hundred thousand dollar budget and that means that all my friends get 20 grand let's go and let's just have fun and like bullshit for a week, you know? And, and those to me are the greatest. And it's usually when we create the greatest stuff Mm. because my friends aren't just going to take that money and, Oh cool. Let's just go hang out and get a bunch of drinks. Like we're going to work and we're going to make something crazy because we want to do this again. Mm. And it usually happens that way where it's like, okay, we're working again and again and again. And it's every other couple months, you know, it's like, all right, it's time again. And so I think for me, the, the thing that keeps me going is knowing that like, as hard as I work, that means there's a direct correlation to my friends succeeding as well. And they think the same way. Like if they're grinding and hustling, that means Jesse succeeds because mm-hmm. they're going to bring me on for stuff, right? And it's this just cool community. And so, you know, we are individuals, right? It's just a one-man kind of one-stop shop. Um, and yet when you have those moments and you're able to present things to a client like, hey, yeah, my team and I can take care of that for mm-hmm. you. It's like the greatest feeling ever. It's yeah. such a yeah. flex, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I think the the back end of that question is like, so where does the ultimate growth look like? Mm-hmm. Like, is there a roadmap? There's a roadmap with what I do. Yeah. You know, fuck. There's a guy that's 80, right? His name's Warren Buffett. You know oh, what I mean? Like, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you, you, we're all doing the same thing. So it's like, what exactly is your kind of like growth perspective? Like, what is your trajectory that you're trying to kind of skip the rock to? Yeah. Is it just to be mastering your craft Mm -hmm. or is it sort of like you you do you see what i'm saying like open me up a little bit my brain doesn't work like that like yeah what is it there's different tiers right like if you're a wedding photographer it's like well i'm going to start a wedding photography business and Mm -hmm. that's kind of the ceiling right like for me and for what i want to do it's a little bit different like i don't want to put a cap on it right and so there's the influencer side of things which is super weird to think of there's the business side of things the photography video I would love to own my own production like company wow. agency at mm. one point. And I kind of casually have that now because, uh, you know, I'll bring friends on and it's like we're pulling permits and workers comp and it's this whole official thing. Um, you know, and I'm like, I'm making my S Corp and all these things like I feel official. Mm. Um, and I'd love to do that like full time to own a company where at the end of the day, I'm just kind of managing all these incredible creative people. Um, and not that I'm going to know it all, but be able to just kind of weigh in and say, okay, like I trust you with this, go out and succeed. And when you have questions, come back to me and talk to me. I get that. That's awesome. A lot of people do like agencies as well, right? Like, so, okay, well we want to like have, you know, a car company as our client and we're going to handle all their socials and we're going to handle all this. I, I like that. I think the money is really to be made and like who are the dudes that are out there shooting that commercial that you saw at the Super Bowl? Mm. And like why did they get paid three million dollars? You know, like there's such an untapped level of money. And that's just my knowledge. Like you can come back in five years and ask me, and I'm gonna be like, dude, production like company is not the way to go. This is it, you know? But for now, those are where my sights are. Um and to succeed with my friends and to 
like be able to my my mentor Kyle said something on a podcast. He was like, "Bro, to make cool shit with good people is like the number one thing. Like you yeah. can't you can't do anything better." And I would I would say that that's my goal too. I love, I love that, that. Man. yeah. We support you. We Thanks. fuck with it. How has your experience on Natural Thoughts and Talks been so far? This is fun. We could keep going, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have you on this. Like I said, man, this is just phase one. We'll probably it. throw some cameras up here in about, I mean, what, another two months, two months or so, That's whenever so awesome. that comes on. Like, we really just wanted to make sure that this foundation was laid so rock solid. Just yeah. fucking just that way when the cameras come up, it's just a seamless transfer to fucking, you know, it's, this yeah. is how it goes. Like, it's easy to talk with other people that have good questions and mm-hmm. are interested in it. And, you know, neither of you guys are probably like photographers or creators in this specific field. And yet you're interested in enough in it to like stimulate these questions and get some good combo going. Yeah. yeah. That's the best thing. Cool is, I don't, I, you can be a candle maker. And like the way my brain is like, is like, so wait, does the wick go all the way down? Yeah. Or, oh, you're saying you got to leave an inch at the bottom. Oh, I get that. That's totally how you would do it. Yeah. An inch at the bottom because why? Oh, the scent. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, uh. it's just so cool. It's, there's endless questions. Yeah. Right? Awesome. There's so many cool, but the point is, is like, whether it's a stripper or a photographer, you know, mm. everybody has that a story to tell Mm. you know the only times we don't have people on the show is when they go like well uh, i'm not very interesting i don't have anything to talk about i'm Mm. like all right next fuck yeah Yeah. let me know when you do and you know this and that like (laughs) on to the next one so yeah that's awesome but hey the way we like to get this show growing and to keep cool people in the same seat as you is i like to finish out by saying like who are maybe two to three people in the southern california community that we could reach out to to possibly come on and get the same experience that we had with you could be a fellow photographer it could be another artist we love artists like that would be really awesome but it just it could be really anybody with a good spirit that you support that you'd like to shout out that i'll reach out to and you know worst thing they say is no so it's like Mm -hmm. not that big of a deal oh 100 i'm all about the homies so let me put you guys on real quick um so uh, two of them were the ones that i mentioned but kyle um, mm. Cordova is just incredible. He has a really crazy story where he was like a, a trick, kind of like a dancer, but not dancing, just doing flips and stuff for mm. Justin Bieber's purpose tour oh. for years and years. And he's been in movies and then moved to LA and like started this photo video thing and now is wildly successful in that. Oh. Shoots for Spotify and all these crazy things. Cool. Um, so he would be great. And he loves podcasts. Um, I think of Jason Anthony, the guy who I mentioned is his birthday today mm. and the cinematographer. Um, he's a two-time cancer survivor. Oh, wow. um, and he's a young dude. Mm. Um, lost, I think, like close to 200 pounds. <gasps> the dude is an absolute unit now. From He was from New York and moved over here. Wow. Um, I think his story would be very, very inspiring. Yeah. Um, and you'd probably get deep with him. Um, and then the third person I think of um, is a friend. His name is Nate, and I could give you all their all their info. But Nate is a producer um, that has produced a lot of stuff, like a, an assistant director type guy. Very analytical, very logistical. Um, and you would never know that he has like this, like once the clock hits midnight, he turns into this musical genius, right? Oh. And he's like doing shows and producing music and just doing all these things, working at, you know, festivals and, and trade shows of doing that. And um, I think each of those three guys, what I love about them is just like their previous life is so different than what they're doing mm. now. And chances are in 10 years, it's going to look way different than right. where, oh, that's where awesome. they're at now. Um, and they're all very, very passionate and, and they've been huge influences to me. So. Yeah, that's cool. And they're not jerks, which is cool. <laughs> that <laughs> that's helps. The best. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and then if you're driving home or you're cooking dinner or something, someone pops in your head, feel, always send people our 100%. way. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's how we rock Definitely. over here. And Absolutely. Just keep it casual, right? So, yeah. hey guys, 
guys. This has been Natural Thoughts and Talks. Hope you guys had a good listen. Have a great day. Have a great evening. Have mm-hmm. a great workout. Whatever the fuck you're doing. Catch you guys later. Bye. Peace. We are back with The Digest. The Digest. Jesse. Yeah. Jesse, awesome guy. No, Jesse shoots. All hey, right. Jesse. That was an all right show. Honestly, not even top five. I didn't five, really though. watch that one a lot, though. Yeah. Because I, I don't like Debbie Ryan. Yeah, I felt off. I don't think he likes being compared to the Disney show either. He's a lot more talented than that show. He definitely is. That's a good way to pivot yeah. it. But really fun episode. Yeah. What did you like about that episode? I I love people that are so open and they seem very passionate, not just about what they do but also just like with us too of like curious and excited and like passionate about like the conversation i love people are like that yeah i'd record with him every day yeah just because it seemed easy yeah it's it was a perfect balance because we've had people come over and he's perfect as far as like mm-hmm. i think we're all similar and kind of we know what's going on some people can come on and they're really good guests they just take over the show mm. i've had a few of those where i'm like all right dude we we're talking a lot now yeah. like you're just going 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 he had the perfect balance of like answering questions kind of shooting questions back mm-hmm. and then just being like well this is what i like to do but also i don't know right like it's really cool yeah i fucked with him heavy yeah nice guy i know I really liked his views on like his family. He was really passionate about that. And then just kind of the success story of flipping his shit around. And obviously remember he was talking about like, yeah, I was a little behind financially. And then Mm -hmm. now I'm in a position to where I can really charge a pretty substantial amount of money for my art because Mm -hmm. it is worth that much, right? Like that's how talented I am. So it's really good. Yeah. Inspirational for other artists, not just artists, but people in general too yeah i was gonna say it's nice hearing someone's process of going from here to where they are now but then there are still things to learn and still things to accomplish so it's nice hearing that well you started here and then you had to post all these 300 different posts every single day and no one's really recognizing you at first but then you just keep at it and then you know that you what you're doing is good and you like what you're doing and then eventually other people are going to like it as well. It's a pretty unique quality I have too, as far as just swinging. Mm. I literally write that down sometimes. Just keep fucking swinging, dude. It's not, don't swing in the wrong direction, but just put your head down and fucking work mm-hmm. and work and work and work and good things will happen. Yeah. They always have in my life. Like they never, never have I worked really hard at something and like not at least learned from it or gotten what I was looking to do. Mm. What do you think? I don't agree with that. Well, Jesse was a good episode. Amazing. A uh, very talented guy. Yeah. It was really cool that uh, he was, you know, responsive and came out and decided to come jump on the pod. We yeah. appreciate that. Hopefully we can have him back when we get the cameras up and stuff and it'll be a good time. Yeah. Super excited. Well, love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.